gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Dale Lippin. Man, I'm fired up tonight, Trey. I'm so excited. I'm in here with my main man, Trey Van Buskirk. We got Haley Cowan joining us later on. Producer Jake's in the building. Things cannot get any better than they are right now. Wait. Yes, they can. We have a giveaway we're going to do. But before we get to that, whew, Trey Van Buskirk, <laughs> brother, I am fired up. I got the I got the spirit of the ultimate warrior pumping in my veins right now, dude. What's up, man? I know. I, I can feel it. There's a little tingle in the air. It's not COVID. Oh, man. I think it's UFC 254. That's true. Right. That's true. Oh, dude. There is a little bit of a tingle. I also have a little bit of tingle in my nose, um, not due to the booger sugar, that bang, bang, that white girl, that Colombian. Um, but it is because I have a runny nose because my kids are sick, which means I'm sick because if you've been around kids, and I know that you have, and anybody else that listens to our show that's been around kids, know that children are harbingers of disease and pestilence, and whatever they get, you get. So as such, my kids have the sniffles in a sore throat. Your boy has the sniffles in the sore throat. So I'm going to be drinking my tea. I've been chugging my water. I will beat this thing, but I'm going to try my best not to snort up my boogers in the microphone. And I'm going to bring all the energy I have before I pass out from all the Benadryl in my system for this episode tonight. Wow. What a wild episode we're in store for. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Normally I'm under the influence, but it's never uh, a pharmaceutical. So this is going to be a different kind of episode for sure. Well, I was going to say you could do a hot toddy, you could do some whiskey, you know, make it warm in the microwave and put a little bit of honey in there. But the good thing is outside of the hydration and what you're putting in from a fluid perspective, I know you're putting good meat in that body, right? Dude, I am putting good meat in my body. And we normally do a Stay Classy ad read right here, but I'm going to tell you something that's even better than that, right? This isn't a Stay Classy ad read. We promised last week that we we're going to do a giveaway with Stay Classy Meats. Talk to my main man, Scott, at Stay Classy and Trey. I think we have the giveaway all giveaways for all of our people this week. So I want to go over that with you real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, over the next five, or over the next two weeks, we're going to be doing posts on our Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, please do at PunchlessMMA. From those posts, we're going to put a set of instructions. The instructions are super easy. You need to follow us. You need to follow Stay Classy Meets. That's all you got to do. If you like one of the posts, that's fine, right? Tag somebody in the post. That's an extra entry. All you got to do, follow both and tag people in the post. If you do it on the first post, you don't have to do it on the fifth. If you do it on the second, you don't have to do it on the fourth. If you do it on the third, it doesn't matter if you did it on the first, second, fourth, or fifth, as long as you did it on the third. doesn't matter. All you got to do is like it and tag people in it. Each tag is an entry. You and your person must be following Stay Classy Meets. That's super easy, right? You can do that. It's easy. It's, it's easy. super easy. Super easy. The Stay Classy Meets is going to pick 11 winners, Trey. 11. Double digits. 11 winners. Okay. Grand prize winner, meat pack coming to your door valued at over 200 bucks. And I might just match it. I'm feeling crazy. I might throw a little, little in the kitty as well. Get you some extra, some, some hot links, some elk sliders. I don't know. I'm feeling crazy right now. So you got between now and November 3rd to make it happen. We're going to put the links up. We're going to put the posts up on our Instagram. Follow us, punchless MMA. Follow Stay Classy at Stay Classy Meets. And you're in. And then Trey, <clears throat> we can sweeten this up a little bit more if you want to sweeten it up. Oh, man, dude, we're not going to make any money on this podcast. You're just giving shit away. Listen, oh, man. listen, that's what we're here to. If you, if you order something from Stay Classy Meats between now and November 3rd, 
and use promo code FIST, F-I-S-T. Use promo code FIST. It's going to get you 10 additional entries into the contest. 10%, 10 entries into the contest. 11 winners total. All you got to do is follow us and stay classy meets and like one of the posts, tag somebody in whenever we put it up. That's easy enough. I can't make it any easier to give you some freaking meat. I can't. Minus buying, me two be- minus, <laughs> minus buying me two beers. You're not going to get meat any cheaper than this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. It is, it is fully Christmas. It is so Christmas. And guys, speaking of Christmas, we just got past Amazon Prime Day. So if you were able to get your shopping in, great. But most of us, nah, we wait till the last minute. I'm giving you guys a code tonight outside of the amazing giveaways that Dale's just given off you know, everything we have on the ship. I'm going to give you a great code here in Punch. And you can go to allegianceclothing.com. Type in that code. It's going to get you 15% off site-wide. Guys, Allegiance Clothing, let's do your Christmas shopping a little bit early this year. Let's let's get a little organized. Punch, AllegianceClothing.com. Perfect. Love it. Like I said, huge show, UFC 254, and we got Haley Cowan coming on. Haley's going to stick around. She's going to break down the main card with us, too, just like we had with Johnny Case last week. Do you want to touch on the card last week real quick? Um, <sighs> you cut your hair before the event, right? So I did. I didn't know you were going to do that. No. We said all week long we didn't like that card. Go small if you were going to bet at all. We weren't even really going to play very much on it. Justifiably so. We did terrible on it. Did terrible, quote unquote, even though we didn't play barely anything. We did terrible on it because you cut your hair and didn't tell me you were going to do it. I'm very superstitious. I have 15 superstitions, pre-fight superstitions that I ask you to abide by, and you can't even follow those easy 15 superstitions, but it, whatever. It is what it is. So now, that being said, this week... You know, you have your criteria. You've got all 15. You're not, you're not going to violate any of them. We have great picks. We're ready. We're fired up. We're going to get it going. Haley's going to help us out. Let's jump right into it. Let's get the prelim. Shout out to Brian Ortega. Put on a master class against Korean Zombie, who did not appear to be mentally there, and then said he doesn't remember the third, fourth, and fifth round. Correct? Correct. Wait, first off, bro, you're going to talk shit about my hair, but you're not going to let me rebuttal as to why I cut my hair? Go ahead. Rebuke me. I utilized last week a card that we said we were doing very small, very small plays on, and you know maybe even disregarding the card in whole. Utilized that card as sacrificial lamb. Said, you know what? Fuck this card. Fuck my hair. Two fifty four was where it's at, dude. Let's get it going this week. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Before we do that, just want to remind everybody, excuse me, that the wait is finally over. We do have. Uh, World Series is in place. We have football this weekend. We have USC 254. Uh, it's basically a triple header of fun. It's upon us. Uh, you might not be able to make it to the game this year, but you can still get in on the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals. The team and player and coaching props, Bet Online, gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert, all the lines we're about to use right now. They come from Bet Online. Let's get it, Trey. First fight of the card. I'm getting fired up. I don't know if you can tell. Fired up, man. Fired up. Oh, man. You're going to have a heart attack, folks. Just Dude, keep going until you fine. do. Like I said, man, I'm just saying I'm all juiced up, man. Oh, man. I'm, I'm coming at this card like a spider monkey. I'm ready to rock. All right. First fight on the card. Kicking things off. This is the only card that you and I, or the only fight on the card that you and I disagree on. Yeah. Joel Alvarez or Yoel or yeah, Alvarez. How do we want to say Joel? Yoel? Joel, whatever, minus 160, taking on Alexander Yakolev at plus 130. Over on our rounds is at two and a half. Trey, you're leaning Alvarez. I'm leaning Yakolev. You state your case, and I'll say why you're wrong. <laughs> no, you have a, a full plethora of reasons why to say Yakolev should win this fight. First off, Thunder of the North, greatest nickname possibly on the card. I mm-hmm. would think so. It's close. Here's the thing is, he has the most experience by far and away. <clears throat> For those 
that are casuals out there. I'm going to riddle off some names that you may, you most possibly did here in the past. He has a win over Paul Daly in 2013. He's got a loss to Damian Maya in 2014. He's got a win over Gray Maynard in 2015. He has a loss to Kamara Usman in 2016. And then most recently, his loss to Roosevelt Roberts. You hear that, all that and you're like, holy shit, this guy has seen the best. He's seen the worst. He's seen it all. Here's the thing, though. Joel Alvarez, you know me. I love my grapplers and I love my jiu-jitsu guys. This guy, I'm going to rattle off some things for him. June 2017, he's got a triangle. October 2017, he's got a guillotine. March 2018, he's got a guillotine. May 2018, he's got a triangle. September 2018, he's got a darts. November 2018, he's got a triangle. Then he loses a decision in 2019, some ground and pound. And then he's got, of course, a sub over Joe Duffy in his most recent via an arm in, or another standing guillotine. The guy has got submissions all day long. He's a decade younger. He's ready to go. He's foaming from the mouth. He's going to be the more energetic fighter. I love it. Listen, the only he's not foaming from the mouth. He's not ready to go. He has no idea. Thunder of the North, like we said, Caucus Mountain Warriors. Yakalov's bringing that thunder. The only thing I'm worried about, like you said, Alvarez is great. He's got great chokes, and Yakalov's got that long neck, bro. He's like a hairless giraffe. His neck is so long. Mm. So all he's got to do is stretch it out. Quality of opponent, he's definitely got higher quality opponent. He definitely has more experience as a fighter. 25 and 10 is a record. We'll see what happens. But as much as I like talking to you, I just have a feeling I'm just going to throw it out there that I'm probably going to like talking to this next person slightly more than I like talking to you. Yeah. Remains to be seen though. <laughs> Producer Jake, do your magic. Throw Haley in here. Oh, look at that. Haley, what's going on? How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are y'all? Good, good. I'm going to go ahead and cheers. What are you drinking? Tea? What do you got? Coffee. Mm. Look at that. Blood, Blood of my enemies beautiful. joking. It's coffee. That's oh the most gosh. fitting mug I've ever seen for need, someone coming on our show. Y'all are on like islands and stuff, and I've got like coffee mugs in the back. That's okay. <laughs> I like it though. I like that. I need that blood. I want. Can I get that one with the beard? Is that a beard? And and what is that behind you there? The white oh, one. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beard. Okay, I need that. <laughs> I'm gonna need that in my life. I'm gonna need that in my life. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're just coming from the gym. Yes, I'm injured okay. right now, so I'm kind of on the sidelines. But I work tonight. Taught some kickboxing and then taught some gymnastics. So, okay, you said let's let me. You hurt your UCL. Yeah, my elbow. What the? Okay, what part of what is your UCL? Like what? Just I've torn everything that ends with a CL except for a UCL. So <laughs> refresh. Re tell me what this is. So it's the ulnar collateral ligament. So you're probably really familiar with the Tommy John surgery that pitchers have. Mm -hmm. That's the injury that I have. Luckily. Okay. I think I'm going to be able to bypass the surgery because they told me that the recovery is like 12 to 18 months and I don't have time for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm that. Trying other things. so, you know, I got stem cell done and I think it'll, they think that'll work because I tore mine acutely. So all at once, so there's still a ton of blood flow. So they think I'm going to be able to heal. So we'll see. <laughs> Was that because like overuse or were you just doing thunder elbows from above? What were you doing? <laughs> right. I wish. No, so <laughs> I went and trained with, um, so Tracy Cortez just fought a couple weeks ago. Yep. I went and, uh, she fought a girl very similarly to me size wise, even though she had an opponent change. Um, so I went in and I, I trained with her and we were literally the very first session we did, we were drilling takedowns and I like, we'd done a ton of them and I like reached down to catch myself and I tore my UCL, but, um, I kept training all weekend because when you're at this level of sports, everything always hurts. So you just kind of deal with it. True. So I kept training and then I got back and I was like, something ain't right. Got an MRI and something wasn't right. <laughs> so you're saying Tracy Cortez did this to you? Yeah. We can blame her, right? No, Perfect. no, this was definitely a, a, yeah, this was 
in wrestling 101 and gymnastics 101 you learn not to post when you fall and i just posted when i fell so awesome well thanks for creating that transition for me um gymnastics started out there baylor set the world on fire and then we transitioned to mma let me ask you the question that everybody's asked you already right Let's get the let's get these. Listen, I'm going to ask you a bunch of stuff that I guarantee nobody's asked you before later on. <laughs> but let's get the ones out of the way that everybody's already asked you. Gymnastics, MMA. How does the transition happen? When did you decide one from the other? And you know, just walk me through the superhero origin story of all hail Haley <laughs> Cowan. So I started gymnastics when I was like five years old, and by the time I was eight, I was in the junior Olympic program. So that means by the time I was eight, I was training all day, every day. And that's all that I knew, um, basically all through college. But when I went to college, I was actually, I did acrobatics and tumbling. Right. Um, I'm, I'm huge. I'm like five, nine and big. And so I was not your typical gymnast, but this sport acro just suited me a little bit better. And so, uh, transitioned to acrobatics and tumbling and I was really good at it. <laughs> uh, gymnastics. I was like really, really good at the state level. Like I'd always do well at state, you know, I've got a few state gold medals, uh, always struggled um, at the national level, uh, but in acro, I was like the best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like out of all of them. And I, I don't know, I just got really good at it, and I, I loved it. I trained my butt off, and it was like finally, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really good at something. In gymnastics, I was pretty good. And now I'm really good, and then, and then I graduated, and that was over. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm not done competing. I want to do something. So I w- went in and I actually moved to Africa for, for a few months doing some mission work and then came back and went into an MMA gym to do some kickboxing and called. And I had a, gotten a job at Erie, Pennsylvania, coaching college acrobatics and tumbling right out of college. Really cool. But uh, I did one full day of training. I did all three classes. I did wrestling, jujitsu, and kickboxing and called my coach. I mean, I uh, called the head coach when I got home and quit my new job and started training full-time. Nice. <laughs> so the, the, the question, I guess everyone always wants to ask though, especially from like a college graduate who has that foundation of sports outside of MMA, like what did your family say when you quit your job and you're like, I'm going to go fight in the cage. Okay. So everyone assumes my family was super shocked, but I have always been one to like press limits and do things that aren't expected. So nobody was surprised. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'd come home one day and be like, Oh, I'm moving to Africa for the summer. And you know, I'm just, just off the wall, do weird things. And so I don't think anyone was surprised. My dad was super excited because so I started training like 2015 ish. And that's when, I mean, MMA, women's MMA is still so new. And sure. at that point, there weren't very many athletes. There were just a lot of really skilled, you know, martial artists. And so my dad had always watched Ronda Rousey and he was like, Haley, you, you could be that. Like, <laughs> but I was just a gymnast and I didn't have time for it. And so finally I had time for it. And so I think they knew, then they know me well enough that when I dive into things, I don't play around. I don't dabble in stuff. I dive in head first, start training full time. So I think that they knew that if it was what I wanted to do, I was going to do it and I was going to figure out how to do it well. So they, they yeah. were cool with it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so prior to the first day in the gym, had you ever been punched in the face prior to that? Or like the first time you got hit, you were like, oh, this is the very first time somebody's ever hit me. <laughs> no, I had not been hit like ever. <laughs> I'm very, very mellow and I don't get my feelings hurt. And I don't get offended very easily. So I've never been mad enough to like 
fight somebody, but I've got to figure out how to get a little bit more mad in there because I feel like the two losses that I've had, it was just because I'm too friendly. So, <laughs> right, right, right. What do you remember the first time you got your bell rung? Uh, so I train with all the guys. I only train with guys. Um, that's why I'm trying to make these trips to go out and train with some girls. Cause I get, I get a little confused in there. Cause I'm used to training with guys where I have to be way more careful. Cause they do hit me hard Right. and girls don't hit as hard as guys. And so I'm, I'm really cautious in there when I don't need to be. Uh, so I only train with guys. I get my bell rung, uh, every day. <laughs> uh, I get cut up during camp. You know, I've come into fights. I don't know if y'all have watched any of my fights. I come in usually with two black eyes usually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the guys don't pull punches on me because I'm still, I'm so new. I'm still learning how to control my power. So I throw like a douchebag sometimes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so they're not the nicest to me, but I love it because I get in there and I'll, I could lose a round and go sit back in the corner and be like, she hits like a girl. <laughs> they're like, well, she is a girl. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, yeah. I get my bell run probably, you know, a couple times a week. I've, okay. I've lost my hearing for two weeks before from one of the guys hitting me. So oh my gosh, man. I was worried about that one. Yeah. I think the last time I lost my hearing, I was at a concert. It was too wild. So yeah, that's good. Man. Let's go ahead and get hit in, hit in the ear. Outstanding. All right. So we got this. You think we're going to bypass surgery on the elbow? Right? Oh, yes, we are. We're not doing okay. that. I'm we're not. Plan. I will learn to fight with one arm before I do that stupid surgery. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So we think in like mid-2021, what are we thinking as far as a return goes? So I fought in September. September yeah, you're September had, 11th. This year has been awful. I mm -hmm. had a knee surgery in June, which nobody knows about because I didn't tell anyone. So I fought when I fought in March, I had – I was very, very injured. I had um, my meniscus – tore my meniscus, I tore my LCL and I had an avulsion fracture in my, in my femur. So like I, <laughs> I was messed up. And so I went in and, uh, you know, when, when we got out, out of the fight, uh, quarantine happened, so I couldn't have surgery. Uh, so I ended up having to wait until June, jumped back in way too soon into training. I didn't even, I don't even think, I think when they released me, I went into camp like that day. So I didn't have a, you know, a ease into it. I, Right. Made a bad decision and jump and just decided to fight. I felt great in the fight though, so that has nothing to do with how I fought. But uh, this time, I think my coach is going to make me because um, I am having to take like eight-ish weeks off, which I'm already like four in, so we're right. almost done with that. But um, I think he's going to make me uh, like probably train for about a month before we go back into a six or eight-week camp or whatever. So I'm hoping February or March. Okay. February, not, not not terrible. Nice Valentine's Day gift. Getting ready to yeah. bloody somebody up. Okay, I can dig that. I can dig that for sure. All yeah. right. So I've prepared some rapid fire questions. Um, so I hope you're prepared for that. And then you were kind enough to say that you were also going to hang out and break down fights with us as well, right? I'll try. I'm really bad. That's okay. Just say I think who's going to win. Who's I'm going to who's going to lose. That's it. That's all I need. That's, that's all we need. All right. I got some rapid fire questions. If you don't know an answer, or you need more time to think about. It, that's fine too. Okay. okay. All right, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Would you rather have Oreos or French fries be calorie-free? Oreos. Perfect. Okay, what's the best Oreo, though? Any Oreo? No, Halloween Oreo. <laughs> Fair oh, question. You're, no. <laughs> you're wrong, right? <laughs> All right. What's a weird habit or something that you do before bedtime? Oh, before bedtime? I crochet. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm 90. Okay, what's the, like, like we talking like full sweaters, socks? I look at everything. Got? I like to do the beanies because they only they don't take very long, and I'm like super ADD. So I'm gonna be you. honest the 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 knitting and the mugs it sounds very cozy over there. 
Yes, it is very cozy. <laughs> is there a fire crackling off yeah, screen? Got it. It's so hot here. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a very small dog. Can we do like a full body dog thing? Can we do I have that? A, I have a bunch. I have two dogs. Okay. I don't yeah. know they are, though. Mine, yeah, I keep mine downstairs. Otherwise, they flap their ears around the whole time and growl and bark at each other. All right. Here, Something that you saw in a movie as a kid that scarred you even as an adult. Oh. Um, oh, when they gave the guy in Saving Private Ryan morphine right before he died. Mm. I don't know why. Every that time they tell me brutal. after surgery, I have morphine. I think I'm going to die. Well, you were watching Saving Private Ryan as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> Caressive. <laughs> I also it... thought Die Hard was the best Christmas movie when I was in first grade. That See, now that's okay, though. So I, I can get on board with that, right? So uh, growing up, my dad was, you know, was, I don't know if he, he, he might still very well be, but it was a big Sylvester Stallone fan. So like I grew up watching like Cliffhanger and the Rambos and First Blood and all that stuff. So yeah. Trey, you look shocked, man. What's going on, buddy? Just the quintessential Grinch over here, maybe. You guys are a little tougher than me, apparently. No, Literally, no. I argue with my first grade teacher that we should watch <laughs> Die Hard. Instead of the cartoon version of Grinch, because it's the best Christmas movie. That's hardcore. That's a hardcore argument. Right I don't there. know if I really thought that, but I heard my dad say it. So I guess. <laughs> that's pretty wild that you watched Saving Private Ryan as a kid, though. That's that's that was, I was not expecting that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or Reese's Pieces? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. There we go. Fantastic. All right. And as a kid, did you have any posters on your wall? And who was oh on those God. posters? Come on. Orlando Bloom, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> As Legolas, I know. Well, was he a pirate or was he normal? He was an elf. We... Oh shit! <laughs> so we like, so like Lord of the Rings, Orlando Bloom. Yeah, I don't know. Because now that I look back, he was—he looks like a very pretty lady. <laughs> so I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh man, he was really good with a bow and arrow, though. He uh, was. Maybe that yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. You were attracted to his archery. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Trey, who did you have on your posters growing up, man? Oh man. Um, I mean, I had all the surf posters for sure. Um, but, all of them, as if everybody has surf posters. Ah, oh, you rip them out of the magazine, put it up there, the Andy Irons. But um, I didn't have, I didn't have any actors. I thought that'd be a little bit weird. I don't know. I mean, not not from a girl's perspective, from a guy's perspective. It's not like I'm going to have Brad Pitt up on my wall. It's not. Doesn't seem right. What's wrong with having Brad Pitt? Yeah, right. Well, well who do you have? Well, I didn't have Brad Pitt. I, I, I had. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I had Carmen Electra. Oh, geez, dude. Listen, yeah. I'm a gr I'm a grown man now with kids. I'll, I had Carmen Electra on my wall. You could have like a Dave Dave Navarro would have been sick, but that's just so. I'm, I'm good, man. Speaking of Dave Navarro, actually, Haley, I saw the sickest photo of you on your Instagram that I want a little bit more clarity on. Oh, you were shooting the most gnarly gun I've ever seen in my entire life, and you had an electric guitar on your back while you were doing it. That was a, oh, it was a BB gun. Was BB gun? Shit. Dale, see, this is why I need to know it more about really guns. Cool BB gun, Trey has never shot a gun before. Dale, I got to learn more about guns, man. You never was... shot a gun before? He's never Do you want to see my gun. guns? Do you have them right now? That was going to say, oh. yeah. Was say, don't, don't have her flex on. <laughs> no, she did it. She did it. <laughs> she did it. Oh, gosh. I told you it was only a matter of time until she established dominance. It was just yeah. it was coming. It was coming. Dude, she flexed on I me. I mean, I'm going to start teeing on the screen next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our viewership will go up tenfold, please. All right. Would you rather have a peg leg or a hook for a hand? A hook for a hand. Okay. 
Yeah, dude. She likes her right hook, man. Right? There you go. Yeah. All right. What's something that you've done that was unbelievable, but nobody was around to see it? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to come back to that one. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Would you rather play one-on-one -on -one basketball with Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? Michael Jordan. Oh, man, you were so we were so close to inviting you back. I'm not a um, basketball <laughs> fan, but I'm a Space Jam fan. Which LeBron's going to completely ruin. You know that, right? Wait, what? LeBron's starring in Space Jam too. He's gonna he's gonna ruin it. It's, it's Whose idea was this? <laughs> somebody somebody told told LeBron he should do Space Jam too. All right. Have you ever been bitten or attacked by an animal? No. Mm -mm. Not once. Dang, okay. No, All right. I don't think so. All right. If you could replace one body part with a robot body part, mm. what would you replace? Yeah, that My is head. sanctioned in LFA. Your head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I could take more shots. Okay, uh. fair enough. <laughs> your head? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was that not what we were thinking? No, that's fine. I just didn't think ahead. I thought you were going to say, like, your hand or a leg, not your whole head. That was just... That was, yeah. that was, I was not ready for that at all. That was <laughs> of all the body parts. That's not the one I anticipated. Ears, maybe. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh, all right. What's one interesting fact about your family or ancestors? We're Vikings. Really? Oh, I'm Norwegian. Go. I think it counts as Vikings. That you're absolutely right. It counts here. <laughs> What's the best thing that's happened to you so far this year? The best thing to happen to me so far this year, honestly, the quarantine. <laughs> Really? I heal my injuries. And then Fair I got enough. another one. But you know. Right. It'd be like it's, that. It, if you could only eat one food every day for the rest of your life, oh, what would it be? It's pizza. Is it really? Yeah. Is Elaborate it, on this, please. What kind of pizza? Thin crust pepperoni pizza. Crispy crust or soft and floppy? Crispy. Crispy. Is, is pineapple allowed on pizza? It can, but I'd rather just eat it without it. There you go. Try with the pineapple on the pizza. Right. What's the number one thing on your bucket list? The number one thing on oh, become UFC champ. Okay, so let's ask you this because I didn't want to bring that up because I'm sure you get asked this all the time, right? So okay. obviously the goal is to get to the UFC. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's not a lot of people out there, especially women athletes, that have as much hype behind them as you do. So it's not doesn't I mean you don't want to look into the future, but. Not so much, not so much a matter of if, but rather when. Um, you know, I mean, what are we thinking? Are we going to finish out the LFA contract and then go? Are you trying to get the call up early? What do you What are you thinking? So I want to do this smart. You know, a lot of people have been. I've been rushed since the beginning, uh, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Uh, my coach has. He just walked in, by the way. My boyfriend oh. coach. <laughs> okay. He, uh, he's been good at kind of like pulling back the reins with me, and and I seem to lose fights right when I'm trying to rush things. So this is probably a, you know, a, a God thing to tell me to slow down. But uh, I don't know. I, I would like to be the, I think four years is a good number in four years. Four years from now. Yeah. Three, four years from now. Okay. So 2024 then. Yeah, that's good. How, how old will that be? Like 32. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 31 or 32. Yeah, that'll be good. Fair sure. enough. So main bucket list, UFC he champ. He says that's a good time too. I mean, we can we can do four people on here. Get them on a laptop. Let's let's make it happen. You gonna jump on? 
How's it going? What's up? <laughs> hey, what's up? Man? <laughs> All right. What are you superstitious about? I have 15 superstitions that I don't let Trey do anything before fight night. What are you superstitious about? I am not superstitious at all. And Jake is. He was a baseball player and it drives him nuts. Oh, yeah. he's They're the most superstitious there. Yeah. I'm not superstitious. Like, I'm not even a little stitious. You're not even a little <laughs> stitious? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. What's your favorite episode of The Office then? <laughs> yeah. Good segue. Um, <laughs> Any okay, the prison Mike episode is for sure my oh, favorite. I love prison Mike, yeah. I like that one too. I just got it, and dang it, I left it at the gym. One of our students brought me a cup that says it's got prison Mike's face on it with his bandana, and it says that's just something we say in the clink. I like it, <laughs> I like it, I like it. Your it's cup it. collection is probably a lot better than my cup <laughs> yeah, collection, just judging by the mugs in the background and all these new things. Yeah, okay, all right, fruit roll ups or gummy bears, fruit roll ups. Really, Trey? Fruit roll-ups or gummy bears? Mm, man, dude, the gummy bears, isn't that kind of one of those placebo effects too? Like depending on the color, you're like, I'm either super angry, I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm collected, I'm sexy, the green ones. I don't know. What That's kind of true. gummy bears are you eating? Are you thinking of mood rings? Gummy no. bears, bro. That's a real thing. It's just like M&Ms, dude. You go, you buy a bunch have you been of green. Eating your mood rings? Uh, I might have been eating the mood rings. Now that I'm thinking <laughs> it. <laughs> Trey's in California. They have different gummy bears out there than we have here in South Carolina. Man, what I'm are you talking? I'm not repping California while you guys are making fun of me about the pineapple. Now my gummy bears, man. I'm just gonna stay away from these conversations. Well, my big thing is, is I like the fruit roll up because you unroll you and you just put it like a big like an apple and just put the whole thing in your mouth at once, and then it actually tastes like fruit. Or I feel like gummy bears just taste like sugar. And you can get the tattoo fruit roll ups and get cool tattoos to put on your tongue. That's a good so point. Rad. That's a that's good true. point. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, now we're really getting into it. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's something that instantly makes you not like a person? I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't like mean people. If they're mean, I don't like them. Fair enough. What was your very first job? I was personal trainer. Nope. Gymnastics coach. Gymnastics. Very first job that you got a paycheck for. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see here. And then last one here. What was the worst time you ever put your foot in your mouth? Oh, all like? the time. <laughs> if you, <laughs> I have a problem. Like my sister, I went to my sister used to uh, coach at Limestone. Uh, oh yeah. In South Carolina. Okay. Uh, it's in Gaffney. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she told me she was like, "You can say anything you want, my, but just don't talk about midgets because my roommate has a midget cousin." And <laughs> I don't know why she said that because I couldn't stop thinking about midgets. <laughs> After that. And so we were in the car and I was just like looking out the window and she's like, Haley, what are, what are you thinking about? And one time my cousin made a really good point and I've been thinking about it. And I was like, if midgets are so small when they're adults, how big are they when they're born? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's probably oh my, my biggest gosh. one. And then I did it again a few times. Oh my gosh. Trey. Well, then you said, you said, there, yeah. If y'all want to cut that, you can. No, well, no okay. you said, you said midget too. I got in trouble two episodes from Dale for using the M word. Apparently, I'm supposed to say small people. So. That's See, worse. now we got two people. I know, right? That's even more condescending. Listen, it's me just trying to make oh, – look, I don't know, man. I don't know what we can and can't say anymore. It's a podcast. You say whatever you want. I don't care. Haley said I didn't it, say saying. any bad words. You didn't say any bad words. You're absolutely right. Trey, do you have a time where you stuck your foot in your mouth outside of this? 
Dude, I stuck my foot in my mouth every single time we do an episode, man. You know that. Oh my god! I literally, I'll get a text from Dale at like two a.m. Like, dude, we might have to cut that segment, Trey. I'm like, all right. Oh literally, gosh. anytime I do in a post-fight interview, I know everyone that knows me is like on the yeah. edge of their seats. Just like, please, Haley, don't say, don't, it, don't say, say it. it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, at a wedding reception one time, I called a little kid weird, and his parents were right there beside me. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I was like, does anybody know who this kid is? He's so weird. And his parents turned around and they were like, that's my son. And I was like, oh, not that. Not, not. I was like, he's a different kind of weird. He's unique. He's got his own thing going on. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Our... <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So don't think about midgets and we're not going to call little kids weird. Fair enough. All right. So let's break down some fights. <laughs> It's going to be respectful of your time where it's nine o'clock and you just went and came back from the gym and all that kind of good stuff. So let's get, let's break down this main card before we let you go. Okay. All right. It's okay. If you don't know, just say what you feel. All right. As you can tell, we keep it pretty loose around here. All right. Magomed Ankalov at 13 and one taking on Iwan Kutalaba at 15 and five. This fight's been booked, rebooked, ended when it shouldn't ended everything in between COVID-19 be damned. We're getting it back. Um, and hopefully we got a different referee this time so he doesn't screw it up like he did last time. Ankalov versus Kutalaba. Ankalov uh, minus 305, Kutalaba plus 245. Over under on rounds, Trey, is it one and a half? I'm going to defer to the guest, let her go first here, and then we'll just do a little round robin of sorts. So, Haley, who do you like here, Ankalov or Kutalaba? I feel like the Russians are on a roll right now. Uh, thank you. I'm going with him. Michael. <laughs> Trey? Well, this is finally the fight that we needed to actually get done. It's, we've got two fights on this card. Obviously, we've got the Khabib and Khabib finally fighting. Now we've got Ion Kutalaba and Ankalev fighting. This is the fifth time. As crazy that is, we've got Kutalaba who's had two COVID tests. He seems like he's good. He's there now. He's quarantined. It looks like this is actually going to go down. Ankalov, you got to watch out. He's got that crazy powerful wrestling. And I think for him to neutralize the striking of Eton, Eton, uh Kutalaba is going to be tough. Kutalaba is going to come in there and swing for the fences. He's not going to play possum like he did against McDonald. He's not going to woozy around. He's going to come in there like a Caucasus Mountain Warrior like we talk about, Dale. That's right. That's right. Shit on fire. I think Antalov is going to be a little bit more patient and mix in his, you know, feints for wrestling and then maybe his striking. But I think Kutalaba, dude, that powerful striking is going to knock a block off. See, I'm rubbing, I'm rubbing oh, off you on you. My coach wants to see what you look like because he thinks you sound like Cruz. Who's talking? What's up, man? Man, you sound like Dominic Cruz so much. Oh, oh man. Man, that's not good. That is both yeah, a car. Oh, yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, Bro, that's like a oh, that, no. that is the weirdest kind of compliment to give Trey because he hates Dom Cruz. Like it's not that's like his least favorite fighter. Um, I'm the biggest Cruz. Dude, I'm the biggest favorite fan on the planet, so I have to hate oh, okay. that, I have to hate is. Cruz, yeah. <laughs> the best compliment we've ever gotten i love yeah. it so much this is the best show we've ever watched next week i'll have the widow's peak i'll dye my hair black dude and i'll just, I'll just rub but, it then this should make you happy me and my this older brothers life. used to uh we used to sponsor Faber back in the day when he was in king of the cage uh with oh am i not hey oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, me and my brothers we used to sponsor him with our company uh nogi industries no way that's yeah. awesome yeah so we've known Faber for a long time Oh, that's good, man. Good yeah. dudes. That's awesome. Favors the beast. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be back, dude. Petra Yawn, dude. He's got it coming to him. Real oh, my gosh. Here we go. Trey, this is not a Uriah Faber show. Right. Save that for your 
gosh, that was the other thing. Surfers and Uriah Faber were on Trey's walls growing up. All right. Oh, yeah. So, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so are you going with Kutalaba here? I, I'm, I'm going Kutalaba, dude. And I think he's going to get turned inside the distance. Okay. Well, of course, it's going in. It's getting done inside the distance. I think under one and a half is, I hate using the word lock. I don't like the L word, but man, is that, that's, that's really tasty. Under one and a half, Kutalaba doesn't conserve anything. He goes out there and just swings for the fences. Like you said, Ankalov's going to go out there. He's going to try to be more patient. Let Kutalaba, if you give him enough rope, he'll, he will hang himself. Um, so he's, he's going to make a play for it, but it is what it is. Hello, doggo. <laughs> and and uh, I th- I'm going to go with Kutalaba here as a dog, man. I think I'm just going to, on the off chance that he catches him and hits him, we're going to go with Kutalaba. I'm going to go with Kutalaba, and I love the under one and a half for sure. But let's kick things off with a plus 245 dog. Screw it. Let's go. I don't yeah. care. Let's do it. Whatever. All right. <laughs> next fight Next fight on the card, Lauren Murphy. Uh, help me out here with this. I'm, uh, here's another thing, Haley. Trey's not very good with names. I'm slightly better, but still not great. Lauren Murphy, minus 235, last second replacement. Is it Liliaya? Liliaya? I was saying Lilia. Okay. That doesn't sound right. Let's go with Lilia Shakarova at a plus 195. Over under here is at two and a half. Trey, this fight makes me nervous because this is a fight that Lauren Murphy did not have to take. She was scheduled to fight Cavillo. Cavillo pulls out. She's basically was in a number one contender sort of spot here, and she's risking it all on the line to take on a relatively unknown opponent that she hasn't had time to prepare for. Normally, from a betting and career perspective, this could be disastrous. For somebody like Lauren Murphy, why do you risk it here? Why risk it for the biscuit? Just wait for Calvillo and, you know, get your shot. We saw Joanne Calderwood, Jennifer Maya did the same thing. Jennifer Maya gets the sub, and just like that, JoJo's title shot's gone, and Jennifer Maya's living the high life right now. If you're Lauren Murphy, are you wondering, is that creeping in the back of your head? You're taking on a relative unknown. Lilia, Lilia, whatever name, Shakarov at plus 195. Trey, what do you got? Yeah, man. Stay busy fights always scare the shit out of me. And I say that because it's one thing to do a stay busy fight. It's another to take on an absolute brawler. The one thing Liliaya is, is she's from Uzbekistan and she's a freaking brawler. She leads with her head. She swings for the fences. And all it takes is the bright lights, Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. These are the types that could happen. We've seen a lot more finishes than normal. All it takes is for Lauren Murphy to get accidentally clipped. I think she was training for someone that was going to be very wrestle heavy in Cynthia Calvillo. I think to have a striking brawling type style is not going to fare very well. She's on a three fight win streak. She was slated, like you said, to go against what would be Jennifer Meyer or Valentina Shevchenko. However, that thing pans out. Why, why do this? You have everything to lose. She has nothing to lose. I don't think Murphy, she's not, she tends to not be someone who finishes fights. She's very well-rounded, but I could see her being smart and picking her shots, moving in and out, but she's got to be so careful because she has so much to lose. I am going to go Murphy, but I'd be more comfortable to say over on this 100% over two and a half. She has had more finishes relatively recently. You know, um, she did have the win or the finish over was at Maria or Mara Barello. Um, So she she does have fight ending power. She she does appear to be trending upwards. She's getting better every time we see her. This is just a fight that makes me a little bit nervous. I kind of like the over two and a half here. Um, I think just playing the over here, you know, but again, I don't want to get too cute with the bets. I like Lauren Murphy to win. I also kind of like the over two and a half. Um, I think that she's just going to essentially endure the storm that is Shakarova and just get, get it done any way she can. Haley, what do you think? Lauren Murphy has proved me wrong too many times too. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going with Lauren Murphy. You know, 
she comes from a good camp. I can't imagine them taking that fight without being pretty sure of, you know, her ability to get the job done. So, right. I think she's Texas based now, is she not? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, you're taking Lauren Murphy as well. We got unanimous Lauren Murphy's here. Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, keeping it moving. Phil Hawes versus Jacob Malkin. Malkin? Malkin. Whatever. Phil Hawes, minus 260. Malkin at plus 200. Over, under on rounds is that one and a half. Hawes hits like a truck. Um, I think minus 260. I think that's fair. Fought recently on the Contender Series. Looked great there. I think he's just going to continue to ride the momentum forward. They need more star power. The UFC is, you know, they need people they can get behind. The Contender Series people tend to get a good push. They tend to get good publicity. They, they tend to trend well socially um, online as well. The Contender Series is kind of where it's at. It's definitely been an upgrade from the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I think Haas is getting is going to get the push here. He's big. He's well-spoken. He's talented. He's going to put this guy's lights out. Under one and a half, Phil Haas, that's what I'm playing. Haley, what do you got? You know, he's 8-1 and one, or 8-2 and two, and his opponent's 4-0, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to go with experience <laughs> for sure. Uh, what do you know? His opponents? Does he have a lot of? Is he a Thai guy or what is he? Let me let me. So J- Jacob Malkoon, he's he's super foundational. He's got he's fairly well rounded. I think the real reason as to why he's on this card. This is a really weird fight because you got two guys that are essentially making their UFC debut. How you're getting the four slot on a pay per view card on what's arguably the biggest card of the year? You know, it's one because you got a Dana White contender series guys, but also Malkoon is a training partner of Robert Whitaker. And he's oh. been the training partner of the entire camp with Robert Whitaker. So I think a lot of people are like, oh shit, Robert Whitaker, you know, to the level that he's gonna, you know, face Jared Cannonier. This is someone we have to watch. Now, granted, there's a lot of training partners out there that have never lived up to the hype. The goat of all time, Artem Lobov. You think that he'd be like the shit, but he's just not such a bummer. <laughs> but I think training partners aside, he's he's you know, he's ridden the wave that is. Robert Whitaker, I think a lot of people are – we're going to see that line get a lot closer, but I'm going to go Haas as well. I think that experience is one thing. And, uh, I mean, absolute devastating TKO win back in September on Dana White Contender Series. So Malkoon's 4-0, two wins by knockout, two wins by decision. So really, really hard to tell with that level of experience what you can expect out of him. That's interesting to know, though, that he is a training partner, Whitaker, because you know how I feel about the domino effect. When training partners lose, it tends to cascade through the card, which could be, you know, a little telling uh, moving forward. All right, Walt Harris bouncing back after the Alistair Overeem loss. Everybody's aware of what's going on with Walt Harris in his life. 13-8, and eight, so I can on Alexander Volkov at 31-8. and eight. Just going to be honest with you, man. I just I love Volkov in this fight. I think he's tailor-made to beat Harris. I like Walt Harris as a person. I like him as a fighter. I think he'll have his moment in the sun at heavyweight. He's got all the – he's athletic. He's fast. He's deadly. He hits hard. But Volkov, you're talking about a guy with 40-plus fights experience, um, and he's got big show you know, written all over him. He's just – I think this is still a lot for Walt Harris, man. I, I, I like Volkov in this fight. A Walt Harris plus one fifty, Volkov minus one eighty over and rounds of two and a half. I think they got it. I think Vegas for once has this dead to rights. I think Volkov wins this. Uh, you know, pretty much going away. Um, who went first last time? That was Hayley. I went or, first last time. Okay, all right. So Trey, what do you what do you got? 
Oh, man, dude, this is a bummer. It was hard to really understand what Walt Harris was going to be like in the Alistair Overeem fight, given all the emotional burden that he had on his shoulders. You know, hopefully he's be able to come a little bit to terms and understand, like, you know, look at it more of like a clear-eyed view. I think the issue is Volkov is such a guy that utilizes his reach and his length to keep distance, and he's really selective with his shots. Walt Harris is a very bull rush, you know, first round. If you can weather the storm, you're going to be good. I think we saw with the Alistair Overeem fight – Alistair, while he got pieced the fuck up in the first like 30 seconds, he was able to, you know, weather that storm, get it to the ground and then control it. That's where Walt Harris's biggest vulnerability vulnerability lies is on the ground. We've seen uh, Volkov has a really decent ground game while he doesn't exercise it that much. And Walt Harris is going to come in the bigger guy. I think that just all around, whether that's striking and not allowing him to close the distance or anything that goes on the ground, Volkov is tailor made, like he said, Dale, to win this fight. Haley, what do you think? You know, same. My coach made a good point just now, though. He, yeah, Volkov should win, but do y'all remember how he was eating Derek Lewis alive? And mm -hmm. then the fight IQ of those last 10 seconds was just not yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he should. he should, but yeah, but Walt Harris is one of those guys that you can't slack with, you know, with anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, you absolutely can't. But yeah, Volkov. He's got to be dialed in for all 15 minutes. I think that this goes over two and a half. I don't necessarily think that he finishes Walt Harris. I don't think that Walt Harris is going to get him out of there. I think this is a heavyweight fight where we have a good chance of it going to decision. Uh, again, I think Vegas, I don't know how they do it, but yes, I think they're they're, they're dead on there. Two and a half. Volkov's got to stay sharp for all 15 minutes. You're absolutely right. The Derek Lewis fight is super telling. He won that fight going away up until the last 10 seconds of the fight, 10, 15 seconds of the fight, just had that mental lapse, kept that chin up high and got caught. So, all right, moving right along. Co-main event of the evening, Jared Cannonier. It's been a year since we saw him in the cage, 13 and four, taking on Robert, Bobby Knuckles. We're not going to call him the Reaper. It's Bobby Knux. <laughs> at 21 and five, Cannonier minus 115. Robert Whitaker minus 115. It's at a pick him right now. I don't know if it'll stay there. Weigh-ins will be super telling over under on rounds. Is it two and a half? Boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy, am I worried about this fight. This is probably my most low-confidence pick on this on this entire card. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let somebody that's not me go first here because you whatever depending on what the two of you say may sway my decision because I am completely uh you know I'm still on the fence. I'm it's a gonna it's a game time decision here. Haley, you go for it. Yeah, do you want like heart or brains? <laughs> like, I want to hear both sides. Yeah, both yeah. sides of the fence because I'm an emotional like, guy. I feel like Cannoneer's evolution from heavyweight to middleweight has been awesome. really, really awesome. Like really cool to watch. But oh, I'm a passionate person, so I'm going to go with my heart and say Whitaker. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm a lover. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good too. I mean, you can't. He's good at it. He's good everywhere. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trey, what do you think? Ah, oh, man, dude, this one and the Alex Oliveira fight we'll talk about later on the prelims. These are the two that scare the crap out of me. Um, I say that because we haven't really seen much with Jared Cannonier. Like, I mean, he finishes everything so quickly that we haven't seen the evolution of what a round two and a round three looks like. You know, we saw him against obviously David Branch, and you know, David Branch being a good wrestler. You know, he can struggle with things like that. We saw him with, a, you know, an aging Anderson Silva. I just think that when you look at that and you look at, you know, outside the Jack Hermanson fight, 
I mean, if he's able to negate grappling, he's good. But if he has someone that's grapple heavy, I think that's going to pose a huge threat. I think Whitaker, the one thing we have seen as of recently, especially after the Till fight, is he is the fastest 185er out there. And I mean that from a footwork perspective. Hmm. I think that Jared Cannonier is definitely heavier in the hands, but slipping in and out, utilizing his footwork. I think if he, this is, I, I see it sounds so repetitive. If he can weather what's essentially that first, you know, five minutes or so, I think the later rounds are going to fare into a higher fight IQ, which is Robert Whitaker. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to go experience. And Dale, I know you have a great point about Robert Whitaker and where he sits right now in the rankings. I want to see what kind of Robert Whitaker we get. Um, I feel like Robert Whitaker, I see a lot of parallels between Robert Whitaker and GSP. And what I think we're going to see out of Robert Whitaker is a, a killer um, when he doesn't have the belt. If you remember, GSP was finishing everybody when he didn't have the belt. But then as soon as he got the belt, he fought safer. He went to decision. He did what he had to do to win fights. He took you down. He mauled you. He did just enough to stay busy so the ref didn't stand him up. And then he just continued to outclass and dominate every one of his opponents. Robert Whitaker, keep in mind, has only fought murderers for the last, I don't know, five or six years. And when he had the belt, he had to fight as if he was fighting somebody that was trying to murder him. Um, and then... And then, you know, what we have now is that uh, Robert Whitaker that's on media row, he's happy, he's jovial, he's not talking about his anxiety, he says, I'm just going to go out there, he's going to try to hit me, I'm going to try to hit him, and we're going to see what happens. If you listen to Robert Whitaker when he's a champion, it's much more calculated than that, right? He's like, I've got to go out there and I've got to implement my game plan and do what I've been training to do and this, that, and the other. Robert Whitaker now just says, we're going to get into a fight and I'm going to try to win it. Right. So is he more relaxed not having the belt? So if he can come in and just be himself, I think he can beat Jared Cannonier. I really think he can. My concern with Robert Whitaker is a couple different things. We saw with Adesanya. Adesanya was able to touch that lead leg quite a bit. And a guy like Whitaker who depends on that rush, that bull rush to get in, that blitzing style, you beat up that lead leg, things happen. And you saw Cannonier. He got Anderson Silva out of there with leg kicks. Um, now, granted, Anderson Silva was a little bit older, but still. Outside of that, Whitaker carries his hands low. A guy like Cannoneer has very fundamental striking. Everything's straight down the line, right? That 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 right hand is a piston. That jab is laser. And a guy like Whitaker, if he's not moving his head and creating those spots to blitz, he's going to get tagged. And coming off a knockout like the one Izzy put on him, mentally and physically from a brain health perspective, has that affected him at all, right? You can't just sit there and eat shots forever. And you're talking about a guy that hits like, Yoel Romero, two wars with him. Then you get your lights put out by Izzy. Um, you know, brain health is a real thing. So those are my concerns with Robert Whitaker. I think he's got the wealth of experience when it comes to quality of opponent. I think he gets it done. But again, this is my most low confidence play of the night. I'm going to go Robert Whitaker, but I'm doing so with the most hesitance that I can, but still putting money on it. Fair? <laughs> Ten hedge. Yeah, hedge, he's, hedge. yeah, he's got to make it out of two. Yes, that's right. That's right. All right. Main event of the evening. The Eagle will fly once again as he takes on Justin Gaethje. Khabib Nurmagomedov, we don't even have to talk about his record. He's 28-0, and 0, taking on Justin Gaethje, 22-2, and 2, team elevation guy. It's very tough for us to go against team elevation guys here. Uh, Khabib's at minus 325. Justin Gaethje at plus 2.5. Over-under on rounds is over 2.5. Boy, oh boy, I don't understand that line for the for the rounds. Um, I, I think that that's tailor-made with uh, Vegas kind of telling us how they think that this fight's going to go, which is Khabib by mauling for several rounds. 
Uh, but Haley, you are the guest. I will give you the main event. Give me I mean, your how heart. Are you gonna, how are you going to pick against someone who's 28 and 0? Easily. Just say Justin Gaethje. Uh, yeah. I know. I love Justin Gaethje a okay. lot. Um, yeah, and everyone does lose. You know, if you're fighting, you, you lose at some point. And, and I guess unless you're Khabib. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I don't know. You know, like I, I keep talking myself into one thing and then changing my mind because Khabib does get hit a lot. And you can't get hit a lot by Gaethje. You just can't. I mean, unless you're Tony Ferguson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I mean, and one thing that I, I feel like people don't really understand is Gaethje's wrestling pedigree. It mm -hmm. is legit. Just mm -hmm. because he chooses not to use it doesn't mean it's not there. You know, it, I, I haven't seen, I mean, Michael Johnson's a good wrestler, and but he doesn't, mm. he doesn't really use it either. So, I mean, I, I feel like, Khabib really hasn't fought someone who has the credentials to withstand those takedowns, you know, to to defend them. And I, I don't know if Gaethje can, but I'm, I'm curious to see. It makes it very interesting. Uh, and like I said, Khabib gets hit quite a bit. And you, you can't get hit by Justin Gaethje quite a bit. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm talking myself in and out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. probably going to... I don't. I really don't. Uh, I don't know. I I hope Gaethje wins. I real. I'm gonna go with Gaethje. I hope Gaethje wins. I there we go. It's the difference between who you hope wins and who you think's gonna win, right? So I know. I'm gonna go with Gaethje. Somebody's got to lose on Saturday night. Somebody's gonna lose. Unless it's a draw, you know. Unless it's a draw, or that's no true. Contest. Or no contest. <laughs> we have seen a couple of those with cup shots lately. It's I been hope it's well, not that. I, yeah. yeah, you know, I would love to see someone. I love the underdog always, um, right. and I wanted to be undefeated for the you know forever. That's the coolest thing. But Khabib's gonna lose. It's gonna be right now. Yeah, because yeah. It's, it's I don't know, man. And his dad just died, and it's his first camp without yeah. his dad. Yeah, mm -hmm. and without his dad, that does make a big difference. Absolutely. And All right. Gaethje's freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's cut from a different cloth. Yeah, cut from a completely <laughs> different cloth. Yeah, you know. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Gaethje. I'll all right, we're, we're putting you down for Gaethje. All right. I mean, I'm really bad at this anyway, so what's that's okay. What's picking another wrong? That's all right. <laughs> Trey Van Buskirk, hit me with your play, man. I look at this a little bit like more holistically. I don't want you guys to think this is fluff by any means, but I'm putting a lot of weight in regards to the team that's going to be in the corner and Trevor Whitman and team elevation. Dale and I have talked about that. We think hands down that's the best team out there right now. Trevor Whitman is. He's he's taught Gaethje to be a totally different human being. We saw that in the Tony Ferguson fight, telling him literally in between rounds or actually in the round saying, take 10% off, take 10% off. And then when he got clipped, you're like, you got to pop and you got to move. Don't go for kill shots. He'll scream at him in the middle of his shots to say, take it off, take it off, rather than going for kill shots. And he listens. He's extremely coachable. I think when you look at Trevor Whitman, what he's done for his game and how he's flourished, that's one thing. When you go back to Khabib, now granted, Khabib had his dad in the Dustin, Fo Dustin Poirier fight in his corner. He's also not had a Dulop in a couple fights. But I think that with a changing of scenery for, uh, for Khabib, I think with a, a presenting to Haley, your point with someone who actually has significant wrestling credibility to negate anything that could go to the ground, we've always seen Khabib shoot for that single after trying to throw a shot. I think the thing I'm scared about with Khabib is his strikings improve exponentially. We saw that in the McGregor fight, that overhand sweeping right that he had that laid Connor out. Um, I think that 
that presenting of an overhand right and then shooting for that single, that's in his arsenal. We know that. Now, how is he going to fare with someone who's going to negate that and who's got much heavier hands than a McGregor or anyone else he's faced? I think that the coachability, the strength, and the heavy hands that Gaethje has, this is a bad matchup for Khabib. If Khabib mm. can lay heavy like he does on everyone else, sure. But I think that he's never faced with someone that much strength, that much power, and that great of coaching behind him. And Gaethje has nothing to lose, which makes, to me, him especially, even that much more dangerous. Because he already doesn't care. <laughs> already exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I do want to preface this. The smart money is on Khabib. The smart money is on a guy that's 28-0, right? But if we're trying to find value on a way that a guy that is uh, not a minus-325 favorite, but rather a plus-250 favorite, this is why we think Justin Gaethje can win the fight. And at this point, it's the last fight of the night. If you're up it's worth taking a stab on Justin Gaethje for the reasons we're talking about. Uh, from a betting perspective, if you're looking at parlays uh, and you have, you know, depending on how you finish your parlay, if you have Khabib part of a parlay or you have Gaethje as part of a parlay, you can hedge by betting the opposite side and guaranteeing yourself a little bit of money. That's betting, right? So there's the betting portion of it. Um, why I think or how I think Justin Gaethje can win this fight, a couple different things. Haley, to your point, the wrestling pedigree, University of Colorado, no joke. Um, the team that he comes out of, Team Elevation, probably one of the hottest teams out there right now. Um, Khabib, first fight without his dad. Um, superstition, I don't like fighters that are coming off of losses of loved ones. That makes me really nervous. Um, they either do really well or they do horribly. I know that the, that's really the only two options, but it, it's really what we see. Um, is It's either a standout performance like Cody Stamen when he lost his brother, um, or we see like a Walt Harris where you go out, you have an adrenaline dump, and you get throttled right um that's really just kind of what we see so we don't know how khabib's going to act act or react without his dad there um my thing with gaichi and i could be completely speaking out of turn here is that gaichi is not going to surrender any position or accept any disadvantageous position poirier jiu-jitsu expert right if i'm not mistaken poirier does have a black belt if not he's at least a high level brown um he's a black yeah black yeah is willing to let things stay on the ground for a little bit because he entertains the idea of a submission. Michael Johnson, again, high-level grappler, trains in a gym full of killers, was willing to maybe take that on the ground a little bit while trying to keep it up. Justin Gaethje will not allow himself in a disadvantageous position. He's the type of person that seems like, like a caged dog, like a dog that you corner will hurt itself to get away from you. Gaethje is that type of person. He'll blow every ounce of energy in his body to get away from Khabib if Khabib has him pinned down. He'll do like a Chuck Liddell. I'm just going to stand wants up. That. That's what he wants. You to which do. he wants. But here's the thing, yeah, though: exactly. is if is if Gaethje can do it, if Gaethje can do it, and he's successful, we have a situation like with the Gleason Tebow Khabib fight, right? Because um, Gleason Tebow fought Khabib, and fun fact: Khabib never took Tebow down, not once in that entire fight. Only fight that Khabib's had in the UFC where he never had a takedown. And a lot of people think that Tebow beat Khabib in that fight. Tebow did not surrender any position. He fought everything tooth and nail and didn't surrender the position. So a guy well, like Justin Gaethje. Go, like 15 rounds, you know? Right. So he's going to have good. a different kind of gas tank. Here. Right. And he's, he's a freaking he's crazy. So right. and he brought <laughs> he's brought in guys like Kamar Usman to help him get ready. So he's used to having big, heavy, top tier. Yeah. Yeah, he's been training with – they had Usman come in. So he's been training with big, heavy, top-tier guys to get ready for this fight. He hits hard enough. He can get it done. We saw Johnson rock 
Khabib whenever he fought him. Um, we've seen, you know, how whether or not you think Connor hurt Khabib or not in round three, be that what it may. I think that Justin Gaethje has potential to win this fight. Smart money, safe money is on Khabib to go 28-0 or 29-0 and ride off into the sunset with a GSP fight. But if Lomachenko can lose, Khabib can lose. Oh, and Loma, Loma just lost last Saturday. I'm taking. I'm going wild here. I'm going. I'm going. Justin Gaethje. I, I'm just. I'm feeling. I'm feeling froggy. So we're going. I'm going Gaethje. Love it. I like <laughs> it too. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll 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 uh, Haley. We'll let you go. You've been super generous with your time. I appreciate you hopping on. Um, y'all are yeah. fun. I like y'all. I told you you have fun. <laughs> I told you. I told you. And then you can come back whenever you want. Every Tuesday night, the seat's right here. All you got to do is just hop in, and you can just hop in and say hi and drink your coffee and, and roll back out if you want to. No big deal. Uh, the seat's yours whenever you want it. Uh, we've got your Instagram, your Twitter on there. Anybody that you want to shout out, any sponsors you like, anything that you want to tell the people that they may or may not know, I mean, it's up to you. The floor is yours. Do your thing. Um, I, I guess I do have a couple of sponsors that I would like. Okay, go ahead, do your uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lone Star Truck Group, you know, I've, I've had quite a few injuries this year, and they've made sure that I am comfortable and able to do whatever I need to do to get recovered and, you know, to pay my bills, and they've helped me out a ton. And um, the farmers, uh, that's their last name, but they're also farmers, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, my last name is Cowan, and I'm kind of a cow right now, so I guess similar. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the farmers uh, uh jason and diana they've really helped me out too um yeah so just just those guys especially and my parents they do a, a whole lot my mom when i'm in camp she does all my t-shirt sales and everything so i only have to focus on fighting because i'm super anal and i won't do any of that stuff because i only like to think about you know the fight so thanks mom you're the best <laughs> shout out to Haley's mom what up no. <laughs> hey, mom. Uh, <laughs> So speaking of t-shirts, we'll send you a t-shirt as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll get all your stuff and then we'll shoot it to you over uh, after the, after the show. Yeah, that's it. Well, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Unlike Trey. So, um, all right. Well, Haley, like I said, appreciate you coming on and uh, best luck to you moving forward. And like I said, whenever, whenever you want to come on the spots yours. And then as soon as you get a fight booked, we have absolutely have to have you back on as well. Good luck with the sure. recovery. I'm glad that uh, it's not surgically, uh, you know, glad we don't need surgery on it. And uh, like I said, whenever you want to come back on, that's great. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so <laughs> Thanks much. We'll see you. Thank you. Nice Take care. To you, you too. All right, brother. That's the main card, dude. Oh my gosh. I loved it. I love how Haley was actually aligned on all of our picks. Um, even prior to us getting into the Gaethje pick, which I know a right. lot of people are going to be going with the safe money. That's Khabib. She jumped right in. She sees what Gaethje can present, which is big issues. Um, you know, we essentially on the main card showcase two dogs um, that are pretty significant. Um, one at the front, one at the end. Now we got our prelims. I know we didn't agree on the first prelim, but we got a few more. And whew, let's round this card out, my man. Dude, you know what I wanted to ask her and I forgot? Hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was going to ask her if she was cool with nose hair and ear hair. Ah. Uh, well, she's a chick, so she probably is not. But you never know. So some chicks like dudes with hairy chests and stuff, though. That is Cox Man Mountain Warrior 101. Oh, my gosh. I was going to ask her. Dang it. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, I guess so. I guess, well, it's going to have to be. 
Well, but in the event that she isn't cool with it, uh, which you never know if she is or isn't, uh, luckily Manscaped has released a new product, the Weed Whacker. And as you know, Trey, the Weed Whacker is fantastic for trimming your nose and ear hair. I know I've already told you I got that old man thing going on where I wake up when those hair, I cut it, I go to sleep, I wake back up, it's right back again. Uh, but, you know, absolutely the Weed Whacker can help take care of that. I use mine every day. Just get in there with that thing um, and just absolutely get after it, man. It can take care of everything. 9,000 RPMs. There ain't a nose hair in this snoz that that thing can't handle. Listen, guys, use promo code armchair, save 20% and get free shipping on all things Manscaped, especially the new Weed Whacker. And like we said before, World Series is going on, UFC 254, NFL, everything's going on. Uh, it, everything's in full effect. And, you know, like I said, the World Series, dude, I know you're not a big baseball guy. Right. Well, no, I'm not a Dodger, dude. I'm living in San Diego. The Dodgers is the Antichrist, man. We don't want anything to do with those guys. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you might not be able to make it to a game this year, but you can still put money on the actual bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to help you get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to bet online today. Use promo code armchair. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. All right, let's get into this thing, man. Prelims. We we, we started with the Yakolev uh, Alvarez fight. Let's keep things moving. Oh man, we're we're aligned with everything here on out. So I'm not even gonna. We can just boom, boom, boom through these things. Casey Kenny taking on Nathaniel Wood, uh, Prospect City, man. I don't know why. I I love this fight, but I also hate it at the same time. Because let these dudes fight other people and then yeah, bring them yeah. together. Like it's, I, it's a good fight. It's a great fight, really. I just yeah. hate it right now. I hate it for right now. Casey Kenny at 15 oh. and 2. Nathaniel Wood at 17 and 4. Casey Kenny minus 190. Nathaniel Wood plus 155 over on our rounds at two and a half. I think that the the line is the way it is for Nathaniel Wood because he has wilted under the bright lights. He just has not stepped up to the occasion yet. But I think it's because they're also feeding him to killers and veterans yeah. right off the rip. I mean, I don't know, dude. How do you feel about this? What do you think? Well, no, exactly. You're going to put the weight in him losing back in February against John Dodson. It's John Dodson, the magician, dude. That guy's out of out of his mind. There's a reason the UK has been touting him for some time. He's super disciplined. He's got great kickboxing. He's got just as equally a good ground game. I think that you know, you when you fight someone like John Dodson, not only are you getting someone that's got a plethora of skills, but you got someone who's got insane cardio. I think people have been high as of recently, especially on Casey Kenny, because he fought what three, four weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, he he looked good. I just think that Nathaniel Wood has got a much, much better ground game. We saw Casey get subbed back in the day against Louis Smolka via guillotine. He's vulnerable there. I just think all around, whether it's the kickboxing or the ground game, I like Nathaniel Wood. But I just wish this fight was later. But I do think this is the skill level that he needs to fight and start building upon. Yeah, I mean, so Wood did bounce back from the Dodson fight with that win over John Castaneda. So there was that. Um, but here's the thing, right, is if you look at the level of wins, quality of opponent-wise, uh, that these guys have, it's very similar, right? Um, if you look at Casey Kenny, like, you know, so win over Alatang, um, win over Smolka, he lost to Marab. Uh, Davishvili, win over Manny Bermudez, win over Ray Borg. He's got, honestly, I mean, looking at his record, he's got a win over Brandon Roy Vile, too. I, th you know, I think Casey Kenny is a pedigree of opponent wise, has a better pedigree. But what we've seen lately, man, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know. I hate this fight and I hate it right now. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Where, where are we leaning here, Casey Kenny? 
I'm not going with Casey Kenny. I'm going with Nathaniel Wood outright. I think that uh, I'm not playing over under. This thing could easily go to decision, but Nathaniel Wood, I think all around money line, that's a good play. All right, Nathaniel Wood getting it done. Upset victory over Casey Kenny. Fair enough, dude. Keep it moving. I, again, I, I, I pride myself in being decent with names. I don't even understand this last name. It doesn't seem possible to me. Liana Zhuzhou, Zhuzhou, plus 325, taking on Miranda Maverick, minus 425. Over, under, on rounds at two and a half. Trey, I'm not touching this fight. You can't give me free money on Bet Online to bet on this fight. I don't want to touch it, dude. Dude, women's MMA, flip of a coin. Are you kidding me? You have 50 50 odds. Fair enough. Who should we play? Take the underdog. <laughs> Let's take the underdog, right? It's 50 50, right? Dude, I. I, I am going to take the underdog in this fight, and I'll say that for a couple of reasons. When you look at you know Miranda, who's being the you know is the favorite in this fight, she is thick with triple C's. When you look at her arms, you thought, did you thought Haley when she just flexed on me, she had guns, dude? Miranda's arms are just like tree trunks. She is thick. She's definitely going to come to this fight be be thicker and more heavy person. But if you look at Liana, her style, her record, it speaks for itself. She's a die on her shield type fighter. She's got great jujitsu. And when you look at it, she's had sweet arm bars. We saw that against uh, Deanna uh, Belbita in her last fight. I think her record suits her. She's got great submissions. While she, you know, Miranda or Miranda might lay her down, I think that her to get a butterfly sweep, kind of hold maybe a Kimura, something like that. I think the submissions are going to be prevalent. I think the bigger fighter is going to wilt from a cardio perspective. I like the smaller jiu-jitsu player here. I'm going Liana. See, this is a Beauty and the Beast matchup for me. Because Liana is so soft and delicate and, yeah, you know, flower. she is like a little flower and Miranda Maverick has your jawline and chin. She's yeah. just built like a brick <laughs> shit house, man. And I think that she's going to, it's going to look like a bully beating up a puppy, bro. I'm not sold on the, Liana being able to get this done. She's really going to have to do something crazy to make this happen. Plus 325, I mean, screw it. You might as well. Women's MMA is a 50-50. But, dude, don't go big on this at all. This is yeah. not This is not smart. This is not, not being smart with money. Um, let's go Liana, I guess. Shit, I don't know. I'm We're telling you, dude, it's, it's outside of the big subs, like the guillotines, the arm bars and stuff like that. Right. She has a bunch of heel hooks to her name, dude. Mm. Tiny, tiny bones. Snatch those things and it's game over. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, the, she can get heel hook, something like that. Yeah, I mean, she's not she's not going to get her out of there with knee on belly. That's for sure. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> Sam Alvey taking on Da on Young. Sam Alvey at 33 and 14. Young at 13 and 2. Sam Alvey plus 255 versus Young coming back at a minus 330 over under rounds at one and a half. These two will engage in punch face. They will meet center of the octagon. They will try to turn each other's lights out. Um, I think Da Ong Young is going to get it da uh, done and get Sam, <laughs> get Sam Alvey out of there. The Benadryl starting to kick in. I'm starting to feel myself get tired here. I do, no. have, I do have the sniffles, but I do think Dong Young gets it done. Minus 330. I'm looking at him as a parlay piece and a parlay piece only. I'm not looking at playing any sort of money line. I'm not touching that over-under on rounds because Sam Alvey's super durable. I like Young to win. I'm going to put him in a parlay somewhere. Outside of that, I'm not touching this fight. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm surprised if you look at uh, Sam Alvey on social right now. Obviously, there's a reason they call him Smiling Sam Alvey. He's loose. He's happy. Dude, the guy's on a four-fight losing skid. 
I'm sorry. He's going to go the way of what James Vick just did. He's going mm. to get kicked out of the UFC if, in mm. fact, he gets a fifth loss. And when you get a fifth loss in the UFC, not only are you getting kicked out, you're returning all your Reebok gear, dude. This is the end for him. He's got a lot of weight. While he seems happy and loose, you know, Jung's a good athlete. He's got good cardio. He hits hard. He's won his last 12. Now, do I think he has the experience that Sam Alvey has and the pedigree? Absolutely not. But I think that everyone knows what Sam Alvey is all about. He's all about that counter left hook. That's all he has. Everyone knows if you can stay away from that counter left hook, you can take the whole right side of the body. You can take the knees, the legs, get this thing on the ground. Whatever you want to do, it's open. Watch out for the counter left and you've won the fight. Sam Alvey is on his way out. Enjoy his retirement fight. It's going to happen on Yaz Island, Abu Dhabi. He can enjoy the sunset. He's gone. Sam Alvey's going PFL. He's not retiring. He's not there yet. Fighting. PFL. He's going P. Well, I mean, it's not a knock. He's just that's a guy like. No, that's I fair. I don't necessarily think he goes Bellator. I think he can go to PFL and and try to compete there. Um, they did recently announce they're coming back beginning part of 2021, so that'll be good. All right, Alex Oliveira taking on Shavkat Rachmanov. Alex Ooh. Oliveira minus 125. Rachmanov uh, at minus 105. Over under on rounds is at two and a half. If I said that the co-main event was my least confident play of the night. <laughs> yeah. This is this is my second most least confident play of the night. I like Oliveira here at a minus 125, but boy, oh boy, am I nervous about this. Taking on the man from Kazakhstan himself, Shavkat Rachmanov. Going directly against the Caucasus Mountain Warrior here, my man Rachmanov. Uh, Brazilians do not fare well outside of Jessica Andrade, who just pieced up Caitlin Chukagian and caused me a decent little chunk of change there. Um, Brazilians, you know, I, I think the curse is broken. I think they fare fairly well at Fight Island now. They've they've accommodated or yeah. acclimated rather. Um, Alex Oliveira minus one twenty five. Rachmanov, you know, minus one oh five. If the line changes and you can get Oliveira plus money, maybe take Oliveira. I don't necessarily know how much of a price I like him out outside of a pick'em or plus plus money. What do you think here? Ah, oh, man, I told you, I told you, I told you I would never go against a Kazakhstanian, Dagestanian grappler with a neck beard. I would never bet against it. But, ah, oh, man, I, I love Alex Oliveira. I don't love him in this fight. A grappler that's 12-0, and 0, um, who's never had a fight go the distance, who has five subs to his name. This guy is no joke. Alex, you know, as of recently, yeah, he's looked great. He's had 18 fights in the UFC. He knows what his game plan is. I've actually felt like he's come more in tune with actually who he is the past couple of fights. But the thing I'm always worried about with Oliveira is his cardio. He's never had a good tank. And I think when you've got a debut fighter, you're going to go against someone, and especially in a grappler like him, who's probably going to be a little bit more, I guess, ready and have that tank. Uh, I think this is a, a huge, huge fight for this Dagestanian grappler here. Um, I think I'm going to go with Oliveira because I think he will have a little bit more in the tank. I think the bright lights, a debut, that takes – you could fill up a car fully and it's really only going to get fold 50%. I think Oliveira is going to have the IQ to get in and get out, but this is a scary, scary fight. Yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't necessarily love the idea of picking a winner here so much as I like an inside-the-distance play. Um mm. Over under on rounds is at two and a half. I feel like you can get inside the distance when that comes out. It's probably going to be pretty decent money. Um, seeing it as as it's a pick'em, and the over under on rounds is at two and a half. Vegas is probably anticipating um, this thing going to decision. I I, I really think Rockmanov 
has a decent chance of winning this fight. Oliveira, um, you know, could and should win this fight based off of experience alone. But golly, man, I really like the inside the distance play here. Um, I'll go Oliveira just because we, we've talked about trying to pick a winner for the fight. But betting wise, I'm betting inside the distance here. Yeah, I don't think they're either going to have great gas tanks, almost kind of like the gas tank you're showing right now. Dude, you are struggling. <laughs> I'm too, I'm hey. I took a bunch of Benadryl. Listen, the only reason why we were able to do this show and this interview the way that we were without boogers running down into my mustache and beard is because I took so much Benadryl to get started. <laughs> I am dying right now. So Dude, gonna... it's okay. I have a plan for you. And okay. It's so perfect for the main fight on the prelims. You got Ty Tuivasa. The guy is the king of the fucking shoey. I want you to whip off your sneaker right now on the live stream, pour a freaking cold boy in that shoe, shoey that thing. Let's go, dude. First of all, I'm in my house. Who wears shoes into their house? Okay, good call. Do you wear shoes throughout your house? Uh, yeah, our floors are pretty gross because I'm fucking shotgunning beers all over the place. It's dude, sticky, dude. Hold on a second. We got to talk about this. You don't wear your shoes in your house. No, absolutely not. Leave that okay. stuff outside. That's what I'm going to say. Don't do that, especially okay. in the COVID era. Don't do that. <laughs> I was say, if we were going to have like a coachable moment where we change your life around, it was about to happen because that was not... Hey, I've learned a lot tonight. No, no pineapples, my fashion, my hair. I feel like this is more so an intervention for myself than it is actually a betting podcast. I think your hair looks great. What's wrong with your hair? Ah, someone called it, uh, what'd they say today? They said I was looking very Metro. First off, this is not product. That is just the quaff, bro. That is a quaff. It's a natural quaff. Natural quaff. That's right. And being Metro, I mean, look, listen, you can be, any type of sexual, whether it's Metro or any other type of sexual, it is what it is, right? It's, yeah, it's, dude, it's I know. Your dude. life, you live it how you want. Uh, do what you want, man. You know, it's it's your life, your body, your choice, okay? Right. We're a your life, your body, your choice kind of podcast here, all right? All right well, the only choice I want to make is I want to make a choice on this main event of the prelim. So let's you really want to get past this, don't you? Stefan Struve at 29 and 12, tied to Ivasa at 10 and 3. Uh, Stefan Struve, you know, they call him seven foot. He's more like 6'11 and some change. Uh, it's at a pick him right now. Over under on rounds is at one and a half. This is a tale of two guys that have never met their potential. Uh, <laughs> by all means, a Dutch kickboxer like Stefan Struve should be dominant, right? Should absolutely be dominant. A guy like Ty Tuivasa came in, um, had a, you know a couple exciting fights, got too much too soon. You start feeding him to guys like JDS, start seeing him getting finished, and then he finds himself looking for a job. Well, last second replacement. Bring him on over with the other Aussies, and you can go ahead and get him in here. He, he's he's got his way back. Here's the thing, dude. Personally, I don't like betting money on either one of these guys because, admittedly, I've lost money on both of these guys. And at a pick them, I feel like I pick to not play either one of these. I pick to not choose this fight. Um, but we're picking winners. We're picking losers. Stefan Struve, 50 fights of fucking experience. You should be able to beat Ty Tuivasa. I mean, you really should, man. But I, I wouldn't put big money on this because Ty's going to come forward. He's going to try to take his head off. If a guy like Mark Hunt can knock out a seven-foot-tall Stefan Struve, Ty Tuivasa sure can. So I don't, don't, I don't want to touch this fight. It's, you're asking me to pick a winner, I'm picking Struve, but I, ugh, I don't care about this fight. I don't, I don't care about it either, but I'm going to fare with the grappler here. Um, and I'm going to call Struve the grappler. Um, I think that his, his, and I'm reason I'm saying that is because Ty Tuivasa has zero ground game. It's true. He has absolutely zero. Not. 
Zero. So you and I have a ground game against Tai Tuivasa. You have a ground game. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, but I think Struve, I think the thing that makes me nervous is with that long reach and that, you know, large frame, he leaves himself so open, so vulnerable to get pieced up. And any type of game plan that he's ever tried to implement, he just throws it out the window. He says, no way. And just kind of engages in whatever, whatever kind of fight is posed or put forth. He kind of plays to that level. He, he lowers his level. He doesn't, he never raises it. <laughs> he literally just jumps to the level of the fighter in front of him. True. I think that Struve leaving himself open absolutely leaves this thing a huge vulnerability, but I am going to say, gosh, man, when you're one and well, he's only won one of his last five, and you're fighting a guy who's on a three-fight losing skit, I think. Both these guys have pink slips on the locker. I think this is the one time you've got to hone in, use some fucking fight IQ. Struve's mm. got to set it up, get this thing to the ground, implement some ground and pound. He can get this thing done. So you want him to do what he's never done on Saturday night. But what he was born to do. So, okay. <laughs> well, this, is, this is motivational. Do yeah. what you were born to do, not what you've always done. I you like know, that. Actually, Team Elevation, if you watched uh, the countdown uh, for Gaethje and Khabib, the coolest part about Team Elevation is they had a mental health coach come in and they had a guy, and he quick blurb of two seconds, and he kept saying, do never, never say the word if, if I can do something, if I can do something, remove the word if and put in the word I, I can do this. Dude, Struve has got to say, I can do this. I can take it to the ground. I can sub to Vasa, send that fat fuck out of here have him go do shoeys down in australia he's not ufc caliber neither is true but he's gonna win this money line let's go okay all right let's recap very quickly um and then we'll head on out of here we're at a we're about an hour and 20 minutes so we're we're about at our threshold of what you can tolerate and about what my brain can tolerate all right so let's run through these real quick where the hell did my fight list go can All I right. get COVID through the screen, dude? I don't have COVID. COVID. I don't. I don't. I don't have a fever. I don't have a cough. I've got the sniffles. Just I've put got, a mask on. Just, just I've got just stupid little kid sniffles. Okay, that's it. When just you're around a toddler, when you're around a toddler, <laughs> you just get sick. You just have this constant, like <clears throat> I can't breathe going on. I've got this. This it feels like it just feels like something sitting on my face. I can't breathe. So. Anyway, FedEx use some hydroxychloroquine, dude. Please do, please do, <laughs> please do. I mean, the government always watches what I do. I was already watching what I'm doing anyway, so just send me a bunch of random shit in the mail. It's, it's good. They're just gonna take inventory with all the other good stuff I get sent to me in the mail. So <laughs> my FedEx and UPS guy delivers me all kinds of stuff. All right, free COVID tests are gonna be in your mailbox tomorrow morning for there's sure. All, there's all kinds of stuff in my mail. All right, Joel Alvarez. Alexander Yokolev, you're taking Alvarez. I'm taking Yokolev, correct? Yep. Casey Kenny, Nathaniel Wood. We're going Nathaniel Wood, underdog win. Yep. UK prospect. Liana versus Miranda. You want to take Liana here? I'm taking Liana. That heel hook, dude. And plus, what was it? 325. That looks juicy. Okay. Sam Alvey, Da Da on Young. We're taking Young. Yep. Okay. Alex Oliveira, Shavkat Rachmanov. This is the biggest asterisk outside of the co-main event, but we are taking Oliveira. All right. I like the inside the distance for that better. All right. Stefan Struve, tied to Ivasa. I'm taking Stefan Struve. He's going to get it done. I'm not touching this fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Magomed Ankalov, Elon Kutalaba. We're taking Kutalaba. Uh, Caucus Mountain Warriors 101. Let's go. All right. Lauren Murphy, Lalaya Shakarova. We hate this fight. 
but we're going to take Lauren Murphy. Yes. Okay. Phil Hawes, Jacob Malkoon. We're going to take Phil Hawes. We're going to take Phil Hawes. Lie on the side of the experience. Let's do it. All right. Walt Harris versus Alexander Volkov. We're taking Volkov. Yes. All right. Co-main event, Jared Cannonier, Robert Whitaker. Second biggest asterisk, but we are going to take Robert Whitaker. Okay. All right. Khabib, Justin Gaethje. Smart money is on Khabib. The heart money is on Justin Gaethje. That's right. But I think I'm going to put the smart money also on Gaethje. Love it. All right, man. That, that that wraps it up. Guys, we are going, like I said, we started the show. Those that came in midstream or mid-episode, whatever, we're doing a massive giveaway with State Classy Meats. They're giving away 11 prizes to listeners of the show. All you got to do is follow us, follow them on social media. So us on Instagram, at Punchless MMA. Stay Classy Meats on Instagram, at Stay Classy Meats. Follow us. We're going to make five, six, seven, ten posts, whatever, over the next two weeks. All you got to do is like the post, tag somebody in it, and make sure you and that person follow Stay Classy Meats. If you buy something using promo code FIST between now and then, it's 10 additional entries. Like I said, we're giving away 11 prizes, with the grand prize being a box of meat valued at over $200 being sent directly to Yodo. The finest meat on earth headed directly to your house. And then uh, we've got 10 other prizes we're going to give away too, all coming at you from Stay Classy Meats. So if you use promo code FIST, you get 10 additional entries to win one of those 11 prizes. We're going to announce the winner on the November 3rd show, correct? That is so massive. I can't even begin to tell you, dude. A box of meat to your door, and it's not like you're getting shitty meat. You're getting the freaking primo of primo. Go to a five-star restaurant. That's exactly what you're getting, but you're getting it in a box. You'll be able to save it for your family. Hell, you got holidays coming up. Put that stuff in the freezer. Defrost that. You're going to have the – people are going to be like, whoa, dude, what stocks do you have? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's fantastic. All right. Um also, check out Allegiance Clothing. Use promo code PUNCH. Save 15% site-wide. Thanks to Haley Cowan for stopping in on the show. Um, and then the best way to support the show, guys, is by checking out our sponsor. Shout out to Armchair Media, Manscaped. Uh, use promo code Armchair. Save 20% and get free shipping. And then bet online as well. So I uh, appreciate everybody that tunes in the live stream, everybody that follows us online. If you like us, hate us, whatever, um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Doing so makes you eligible for beer money giveaway. We'll do beer money giveaway next weekend or next week rather. Um, and yeah, you got anything else, Trey? I do. I'm going to throw this in at the end okay. during the tie to of fight. Oh. Cause it is so garbage. Mm. If you go on Instagram and tag punchless MMA while doing a shoey, mm. you will be in line to get beer money. At the end of the night, for the, all the submissions we got, we'll look at the best shoey that was done during the Tide to Avasa fight that was sent to us in direct message. You'll be in line for some beer money. Beer money, actually, shoey, boom. Okay, so we won't do beer money giveaway, but we will do shoey beer money. And we have two weeks' worth of beer money to give away because Tigers and Glass and whoever it was before that did not claim their beer money. So right. we got two weeks' worth of beer money coming your way. So night of the fights, do a shoey, take a picture, put it on Instagram, tag us automatically uh, entered to win. We'll announce winner at the end of the night after fights. Cool with that? Yeah. And, and that's money sent directly Venmo. Venmo. You don't have to post okay. it. Just do it in your story. We're trying to keep you still employed. Just put it on your story, tag Punch MMA, do a mm. shoey, have some fun, and win some money. Fair enough. All right, man. It's 11 o'clock my time, and Benadryl's kicking in. I can't even keep my eyes open anymore. Appreciate everybody. And uh, take care. Be good to each other. Talk to everybody on fight night, Saturday night. And uh, until then, bang, bang.
Bang, bang. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.